the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. The head of the hospital, the CEO or CFO of some corporation, maybe the prettiest person, the wealthiest person, maybe the best behaved person. Well, how would we think if God destroyed this whole city and the only person he saved was a drug-addicted homeless person or maybe a convicted criminal? That's the story of Rahab. Do you know what one song is sung more than any other song? Some of you music people, do you know the number one song that's sung more than any other song in the entire world? Do you know what it is? You've all sung it. It's the song, Happy Birthday. (laughs) How many of you have ever sung the song, Happy Birthday? How many have ever had a song to you? Now think about it. Every single person, every single year, people are singing Happy Birthday. It's the most often heard song in the entire, of all the songs ever been written, it's Happy Birthday. Do you know what I think? I don't know this, but you know what the second most often sung song, in my opinion, in the entire world? It's the song Amazing Grace. We love that song. And how does it go? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Oh, we love that first line. Listen to it. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. But the next line says, that saved a wretch like me. Now, most of us don't see ourselves as a wretch. Because we think we're a pretty good person. I'm not perfect. I've never murdered anybody. I pay my taxes. I go to church once a month, twice a month. <laughs> Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like, like that guy. <laughs> but we don't see ourselves as being wretched. Do you know, do you know who wrote the song Amazing Grace? Do you know that guy's name? You ever looked it up? The guy that wrote Amazing Grace, his name was John Newton. Do you know anything about John Newton? And how could John Newton write a song that says Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me? Because he was an English slave trader who bought and sold human life. And when he fully realized the depth of God's grace that could turn a wretched slave trader into a Christian songwriter, he couldn't help but call God's grace amazing because it has the power to save 
even wretched people like himself. I read about a story about a little girl. She had a doll collection, a large doll collection. And one of her friends asked her, which is your favorite doll? She said, just a minute. She went over the closet and she pulled out a doll that would have been rejected by goodwill. It was missing an eye, leg was broken off, head was barely hanging on, a dirty old dress, missing a shoe. And she was asked, why do you love this doll so much? She said, because if I didn't, nobody else would. And that's the story of Rahab. She's dirty, she's broken, she's empty, she's lost, she's sinful, but God's grace is amazing. And if you go through this story, he orchestrates every little detail, the timing of the spies in her house, her roof, the king's soldiers, even her faith, every detail of this story. Rahab's story is really a story of God's amazing grace, God searching for her and saving a woman that most of us would have given up on. But if God never gave up on her, he will never, ever give up on you. Number two, saving faith is initiated. Everybody say the word initiated. Saving faith is initiated by hearing about God. You see, Rahab had heard about the greatness of God. There is no doubt that many of her customers were men who had traveled throughout the region and had come to Jericho to spend the night. She knew a lot of things via the rumor mill and the gossip grapevine about what was happening. But Jericho is two miles from the Jordan River, two miles. Jericho, the city, had about 2,000 people in the city. That's about how many people are here in this room right now. So picture this. Here's Jericho right here. And two miles away, down there on Reseda, there's a river and on the other side of that river, just two miles from here, is an invading uh, nation of 1.6, 1.7, maybe up to 2 million Hebrews that are camped out, getting ready to cross over that river and conquer this city here. Why, I'm sure everyone in the city had heard what was going on. They could probably hear 2 million people when the wind was, probably smell 2 million people the wind was going in the right direction and notice what happened again go back to look at verse 8 the word is out before the spies lay down for the night she went up on that roof and she said to them i know everybody say i know there was no question in her mind what was about to happen that the lord has given you this land and he's given it to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. And then look at verse 10. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came up out of Egypt. We heard about that story. And we heard what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan whom you completely destroyed. We heard about that. And verse 11, she said, when we heard of it, our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God, the God that you serve, is the God of heaven and the God above and the God on the earth below. 
You see, the first step of faith is simply hearing about God. And if you believe what you hear, then that's when faith is born. I want you to write this down. Rahab did not fear the armies of Israel. Rahab feared the God of Israel. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Why, Rahab had heard all these stories about God delivering Israel. And those stories were the seeds of faith that were planted till eventually she reached a point where she believed. And what does the Bible say in Romans chapter 10 all the way over there in the New Testament? Romans 10 verse 17, you know these words. Here's what it says. It says that faith comes from, where does faith come from? Well, it comes from hearing that you have to hear it first. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. You see, Rahab never saw the miracle of them crossing the Red Sea out of Egypt. She never saw that, but she'd heard about it. She'd never seen the miracle of the quail and manna being provided every day in the wilderness, but she'd heard about it. Why, she'd never seen the miracle of the leading them the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day. She'd never seen that, but she'd heard that story. If she had, it wouldn't have been faith. It would have been by sight. But when she heard these stories, it planted a seed, and that seed turned into her faith, and her faith turned into her believing. You see, the Hebrews' greatest sin was that they had seen the miracles, and they had experienced the supernatural events of God, and they still disobeyed God. People are always looking for supernatural miracles in order to believe, don't you? If right now, this very moment, while I was speaking, God just elevated me off this floor about 10 feet up here in the air. And I started doing somersaults. No strings, just God elevated me. Next weekend, the church would be packed. But if the next weekend God did not elevate me, then the crowds would diminish. You see, if your faith is dependent upon visible miracles, well, when the miracles don't happen, your faith suffers. Faith is initiated just by simply hearing the Word of God. She had heard about God. She believed. In fact, she believed before the walls of Jericho fell, she already believed. And that's why you should always bring your Bible to church and listen to the Word of God as it's preached. And as it says in chapter 1 of Joshua, verse 8, do not depart from the Word of God. Meditate on it day and night. Because listening and hearing is the initial step of becoming a believer. You hear it, becomes the seed a faith that leads to believing, which results in salvation. Number three, saving faith is demonstrated by good deeds. We know from our text today in Joshua chapter 2 that Rahab was told to tie a scarlet cord in her window. And if she or her family remained inside that house with the scarlet cord, When the Israelites came and destroyed Jericho, her life and the lives of her family would be saved if she tied that rope in her window. And verse 21, we'd read it earlier, she did tie that scarlet cord in her window. Write this down. 
Her deeds matched her faith. You see, in the book of James in the New Testament, James is the half-brother of Jesus, and he writes in his book, he uses Rahab as an illustration all the way in the New Testament. And here's what he says in James 2, verse 24. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. Verse 25. In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. Verse 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. You see, because she believed, she demonstrated her faith in at least three tangible ways. One, she put her own life at risk in hiding the spies on her roof and for sending the search party off on a wild goose chase. Secondly, she lowered the spies from her house through her window, allowing the spies to avoid the Jericho soldiers and to return to the base camp of the Israelites. And number three, she demonstrated her faith by tying that scarlet cord outside her window. Now, we know this to be true, write this down, that the scarlet rope is a symbol of the saving blood of Jesus. It's foreshadowing the blood of Jesus. We saw that same thing back when Israel came out of of Egypt after 400 years because God said to take a lamb and take the blood of the lamb and put it on the tops and the sides of the door frame. And he said any family that's inside a, a household that's got blood on the tops and the sides of the door frame, when I send my death angel over Egypt, that death angel will pass over every household who has the blood on the tops and the sides of the door frame. That blood of that lamb on those doors back in Egypt foreshadowed the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed on the cross for our sins. Likewise, in this exact same story, this red scarlet cord is symbolic of anybody who's underneath that scarlet cord will be saved. It's the same thing as the grace of Jesus going to the cross and shedding his blood that any of us and our families that are underneath the blood of Jesus Christ, we will be saved. Salvation happens when by faith we fully trust in the blood that was shed for us. They told her to tie that scarlet cord, and she did. Her deeds matched her faith. Now you've got to get this. She wasn't saved. She's not saved by her deeds. Her faith led her to do such deeds. Your faith is what puts you underneath the blood. Your faith is what leads you to obey. Your faith is what motivates you to serve. Your faith is demonstrated by your good deeds. And number four, the last point here, saving faith is communicated. Let's all say that word, communicated, to those that we love. Now, as we get ready to close, but don't tune me out here, the element, this element is often overlooked in this story. I've heard this story told a thousand times, and this is usually overlooked. But go back to verse 12. She said, please swear to me by the Lord 
that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Verse 13, give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all who belong to them, that you will save all of us from death. And he said, put that scarlet cord in that window. Get your family underneath the red cord. Now, we'll get to this in a couple of weeks. Eventually, Israel comes across that Red Sea and they completely destroy Jericho. It's a walled city. And remember, her house was in the city wall. So the entire city collapses and everyone is killed except those people that were underneath that red cord. And here's what the Bible says in chapter 6. We'll get to this in a few weeks. Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she had hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And the last line says, and she lives among the Israelites to this day. So they conquered the city. She was saved. And then she was incorporated into the Israeli lifestyle. Now when Rahab asked for kindness, mercy, it wasn't just enough for her to be saved. She wanted her entire household to be saved. And I want to ask you this question. Do you want your entire household to be saved? Your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, and all who belong to them? Is that what you want? When Israel attacked Jericho, she brought her family into the only safe zone in the entire city. The house identified by the scarlet cord. If God can save Rahab... God can save anybody. And if God can save anybody, that means that God can save you. And if God can save you, then God can save your entire family. Amen? At the end of your life, when you die and you look back over your life, your kids making straight A's not going to mean a thing to you. Your child being good at some sport is not going to mean anything to you. Your child having a trust fund set up won't mean anything. The only thing that will matter when you die is this one thought. Do your children know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? That's going to be the most important thing to you. (laughs) Parents, parents, grandparents, godparents, make sure your household is under the blood of Jesus Christ. It starts with hearing. Make sure you're in church. Make sure you're worshiping. Make sure your children, if you can, get them in a Christian school like Heritage Christian School, if you can. Make sure you're in a life group. Get your kids plugged into the life group, the youth group, the D groups. 
Make sure they go to winter camp, summer camps, and you model Jesus for them in everything you do. The most amazing part of this entire story, write this down, God really did turn a prostitute into a princess. He did that. He did that. What do you mean she became a princess? Oh, she became a princess. So how do you know that? Because I've read the Bible. Do you know that Rahab becomes a part of the genealogy of Jesus coming into the world? Did you know that? You have to turn to Matthew chapter 1. Stay with me. Matthew chapter 1 has a genealogy of Jesus. And Rahab is mentioned in that genealogy. Remember it says that she stayed with Israel from that point on to this day? Well, here's what happened. I just want to show it to you. Two verses, Matthew 1, 5, and 6. This guy named Solomon. Everybody say Solomon. It's not Salmon. It's Solomon. The father of Boaz, whose mother was... So, so let me get this. Solomon is married to Rahab. And they have a little boy named Boaz. And if there's any new expectant parent here, you ought to name your son Boaz. <laughs> Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Boaz, that little boy Boaz grew up and married Ruth in the Bible. They had a little baby boy named Obed. He never went to bed on time. (laughs) And the Bible says that Obed became the father of Jesse, who became the father of King David. Write this down. Rahab becomes the great-great-grandmother of King David whose lineage produces. And down in verse 16 of Matthew 1, Jesus, who is called the Christ. That is a story. It's it's not in the Bible, but there are some people who believe that those two spies that came in and she hid up on the roof of the house, some people believe that Solomon was one of those two spies. But either way, Rahab becomes the matriarch, one of the matriarchs in the lineage of Jesus who becomes the sinless Savior for the entire world. Said all that to say again, if God can turn Rahab's life around, imagine what God can do in your life. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 
818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.